0: Hello and welcome to the alternative path with me, David Robson. I'm really interested to introduce you to a guy this week called Jeremy Dodd. Now, Jeremy is the co head teacher at the Academy of Central Bedfordshire. Jeremy, great to have you on. Um, Just always start by giving us a bit of an intro to who you are and how you got into the position you're in.
1: Thanks, David. Uh, Thanks for inviting me on. It's really nice to have an opportunity to talk to you. Um, How did I start getting into teaching? Uh, I came into teaching late, I was in my 30s. Um, I would run a business, not overly successfully. I think, all honest, you, looking at it, done loads of different jobs um, and hadn't found hadn't found my place. Didn't know what I should be doing. And then my degree in psychology in my back pocket, saw an advert in the local newspaper that wanted a graduate teacher of psychology. I thought that's not bad. Spoke to her someone who said, "Yep, yeah, you could you could do that." Went along. an interview but for the job and that was that was the beginning of it in mainstream for seven years um ended up sort of a head of year pastoral um, type position and the best day of the year was the year 11 end of year 11 assembly um when the three or four half a dozen children would come up to you and they would say thank you very much because if you hadn't done a b or c and sometimes you weren't even aware you'd done this then perhaps I wouldn't have stayed at the end of year 11 or perhaps I wouldn't have been successful. And that was a really powerful moment. You know, you, I walked away from there saying, you don't need to pay me this month because that's worth more than the money you've paid me. Obviously you do need to pay me. Um, and that got me thinking about, well, hang on, if there are children like that in mainstream, there are children like that outside of mainstream. And obviously we lost children from the EU group through exclusion and various other reasons. Um, and it just got me interested. And one of the, again, looked in the local paper, so an advert for um a position going more of a leadership position within a pupil referral unit, went for it, got the job, and you know, transition was exciting and interesting. But once I got in, yeah, it's a really really powerful and uh, engaging place to be. So that's why I stayed with it.
0: How did you how did interestingly this? So how did you find and I haven't i spoken to anyone about this really, but how did you find the initial change from mainstream to people referring it. did you have any like obviously you go through an interview process you, you you go through that whole process you then take and accept a position but it's like anything isn't it really until you've spent a good amount of time in any position whether you're a a postman or head teacher you know until you really spent some time in that it's really hard to gauge whether it's, it's it's gonna work was there anything that was like you had any like you had pre pre kind of start thoughts of how it would be versus to how it actually
1: was if that makes sense it was brutal yeah to be honest. it was it was really really tough and after about three weeks i thought i'd made the most horrific mistake you know, i was head of year in a mainstream school it was it was good i was in a good position i could walk into assembly 200 people in the year group whatever um and everyone would just go quiet naturally and whatever nice you know i had a Good rapport with all the pupils there. It worked well. It was comfortable. And then I went into a position whereby every name under the sun, every minute of the day, constantly. Um, And that was a hell of a shock, you know, because you go from being in a very comfortable position to a very uncomfortable position. It was really, really difficult, really tough. Um, And I did think for at least the first term, well, this is an awful lot for me to take. I think it was a tough environment. I don't think it was a lot of, (sighs) I think staffing levels are difficult in the PRU. I think the buildings they had to work was difficult. All the resources were minimal. It was a very, very tough environment anyway. And You stepped into that from something else and it was a real shock to the system. Over time, and with the support of some of the staff there, because obviously I think so many of the people that work in the sector are incredible people. who can roll with the punches and come back. And I think you can learn, you can learn a level of resilience. And I think eventually you learn a level of resilience and you learn that perhaps the senses of the abuse you're getting <laughs> isn't down to who you are as a person. It's actually coming from the situation the person finds themselves in. And then at get to that point, I think you can start to get a handle, on the foothold on the air. Something I talk to people a lot
0: about currently is around um, how much, kind of preparation is done for teachers who are going through training to work with young people with social emotional mental health um, autism moderate to severe learning difficulties now do do you think it would benefit if more work was done in something like the induction year of an NQT to kind of say right every teacher has to go through a certain amount of work within mainstream SEN and AP or PRU just to kind of make people more aware because I can't help but feel that if that was done, it would improve all three because more teachers in, in mainstream would be have more awareness around working with more challenging pupils. I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think if it played a part in actually the training of teachers, um, I think it would produce a lot of benefits. I think it would benefit every teacher so that when they went into mainstream, they were aware of different ways of working for pupils who have additional needs um, in mainstream. Because I know when I started in mainstream, um, I did a, a kind of an access route into teaching and there was very little um, training of that sort at all. It was really how what your personality was like and who you were and what your natural ability was to engage people who were more difficult to engage or they found it difficult to engage with the material they presented with. Um, so there would be enormous benefits of that. I would take it out of the NQT, I would put it into training, actually make it part of teacher training. So you're trained to teach in a wide variety of, because you will take things from all areas you're going to, be it special schools or the AP sector or people for units, different mainstream settings. Um, you have a broader base of knowledge and a broader base of experience. And that would benefit you and everyone you come into contact with, be my assumption.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So... An an interesting one I think um, you know I I do think there's a a lot of um, a lot of things changing currently around around things like um, awareness around um, SEN schools APs and there's also a, a, a massive increase I think of mainstream teachers getting very interested about what goes on in in SEN AP and PRU because a lot of a lot of teachers, to be honest, originally started teaching to make a difference. And I think a lot of mainstream teachers are are getting sick and tired of just teach like it's all about data, it's all about league tables and what have you. So I think more and more people are are looking at AP Prue and special thinking, do you know what? It's much more focused around around the pupils. And I think it's um I think it's something that the the kind of powers that being need to be aware of because there will be a and even more of a shift, I think, and more teachers lost from from mainstream. Um, cool. So <coughs> something I want to go into in a bit of detail with yourself. So you mentioned at the beginning uh, about when you first got into your first um, pro-AP, I think it was, around the building made a difference, the kind of staffing was making a difference. So what sort of things do you, working in in your in your setting in your sector what things do you, things that might not make a difference in mainstream those things like building like you know different staffs coming in all that sort of how does that really have an effect on the kind of day in the life of the school if you like
1: well i think i think they have an effect across the entire sector whatever 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 um area you happen to work into so all, all of education i think you know, if you're a mainstream school you're building in all state that's going to be a significant challenge um I think the key thing in the key thing that i found in AP and is the relationships between the staff and the children are even more important than they are in mainstream. They are important, I think, in every you, know, you are an important figure in a child's life if you're a teacher, um, and in AP improves even more so um, because they've had a, they've already had almost certainly a breakdown in their education. And therefore this trust to be rebuilt, um, there's aspirations to settle, there's, you know, all goals to set, there's so much work to be done. And that is much more straightforward if the staff are aware of that and they're the right kind of people. Um, if the environment you're working in is a strong environment, it's a good environment, you walk down the corridors and things are neat and tidy and it's painted and you know it looks welcoming and you want to be there, well, that makes life much more straightforward for people a come. Mm. So that's a key thing for us. That you know, the, the first crew I worked in, um, it was on an old, mainstream, abandoned uh, secondary school, and it was using part of that building and, and, and part of this building. And it wasn't it wasn't purpose built. It was it was the best that could be done, and no criticism of you. Know, that that was the situation what else are you supposed to do when there's limited funding um but it was very very difficult if you've got high levels of supply staff you can't build those relations with children because the faces change all the time and that is not what our children need our children need something that is secure and safe.
0: yeah and i think there's um I had a spoke to a lady uh, last week, and they've recently had a new, a new school, and, and she said, you know, like the, the difference it's made is is phenomenal because all of like the pupils are are proud of it, and actually before they would have had doors kicked, windows smashed, whatever, because it was an old building. Whereas now, if one of the pupils was to do that, that pupil would probably get a real backlash from the other pupils because they this is our school, what what are you doing type of things. So, yeah, I think. There is absolutely in, in every education setting. I think it makes a difference. But I really do think, especially in Peru and alternative provision, I think it makes a massive difference to to the what the surroundings are like. But I think it's a a national um, issue that so many are very under, way below what they should be. Temporary buildings, like cold, not really heated properly. You know all that sort of stuff that really does make a difference. Cool.
1: So, I think I think that makes the work that happens in schools and settings like that that aren't as perhaps fortunate as we are at the academy at the minute. Um, just makes that work all the more remarkable, you know. And the staff there, the staff, the staff here always blow me away with their commitment and their passion and their love for the children. And everywhere, everywhere you go in this sector, you see that. And sometimes you see that in situations where you think. Well, this is this is hard, you know. This is a hard environment to work in, and yet the people are still there every day, producing miracles. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I always um, like, we, we we do a lot of work with support staff within within AP and special, and you know they just think that the work that you know a a learning support or a TA does is is just so undervalued in in education but even more so in in ap and in pru i think you know it's you know like you said if if you've got a, if you've got a good team and that, that kind of shines through the difference that makes to the pupils must just be massive well it makes a difference in every workplace but in in the type of setting you're in it must be must be massive cool how have you um obviously the last the last 10 months has been a been an interesting period for, for for all of us how have you kind of noticed things within school with your pupils and how they've adapted to things and the change and how, how's it kind of i know it's such a hard question to answer but how's it been as a in a general
1: it's very variable because obviously every every single person is an individual so people react in different ways um but i've been i mean amazed i think at the resilience of some of our pupils. Um, an absolute tribute to them and a tribute to the staff that have worked so closely with them because actually they've been able to sustain their engagement in course subjects, in vocational subjects, you know, across the board. So many of them have made progress, which never mind just standing still completing work and maintaining what you have. They've actually got better and developed skills, even though we've been in and out of school. And we've stayed, you know, we've been open for. Some pupils and then all pupils and then closed again and then partially open and you know, flip-flop over the last year um and the pupils have just been first class i mean really really impressive some of the work they've produced has been outstanding
0: yeah another another chap i spoke to um said, said something to me which i think is quite quite true that you know a lot of a lot of young people and some, some teachers as well who have been through, you know, amazing how many teachers work in AP and PRU that have been through that process themselves. Um, and he said, like, if you think about it, David, a lot of the pupils within our sector have been through so much rejection, so much trauma. The last 10, 12 months has almost been just normal, just not really, it's not really that traumatic, but for people who haven't been through much rejection or trauma or, or kind of changes in life it's a huge huge thing whereas I think I've I've spoken to a lot of and APs and yes there's always going to be those that have really struggled for various reasons but there's, there's it's a resilient sector isn't it it's a sector that's used to going against the odds and really breaking through barriers and going through things together so actually I'm definitely noticing there's a lot of people who what you just said talking about people making progress, not just standing still. And I think in mainstream, there's probably a lot more kind of effects going on around the effects around social, emotional, mental health for pupils who haven't been through things before. Do you think that's fair to say or?
1: I mean, it's it's entirely possible. I mean, there will be, you know, there will be pupils in our our sector that have suffered. I thought it'd be a rare person that comes out of a situation like this um, that hasn't suffered in some form or another so you know that's that's I think probably going to be the fact of the matter um where really what I was referring to is where those pupils who've been able to come into school for a little bit or able to work from home it's really impressed me how those that haven't been able to come in have engaged virtually with our staff and you know obviously the staff have been incredible in terms of lessons in a classroom, teaching lessons through a computer, preparing paper-based resources, going out, dropping it off, collecting it, getting out of the IT to our boys and girls, um, all those sort of things, you know, not above and beyond the call of duty, but outside of what we'd normally do. Um, staff and students have risen to the challenge really, really well. And it's, yeah, I think when we, when hopefully we can look back on this and it's in the past and not a situation we're currently living in, um, I think there will be a lot of positives that actually we pull from this.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I keep trying to, you know, there's so much stuff on social media platforms. I do keep trying to, I keep trying to kind of pick out real positive things because I think it's time that we all need to look at positives. There's There's so many negatives, isn't there? From losing family members to disruption at home, relationships broken down. But like you say, there, there's also things that, we need to look forward to and things that someone put a post on something the the other week that was about it was a someone holding an umbrella and some statement underneath about everyone's rushing to go back to whatever normal was, but let's remember the things that we want to go back to and not just jump straight back into how how life was pre-COVID. Let's let's leave some of the negative ways of doing things behind. And something I'm embracing, I don't know if you kind of notice it from a kind of school point of view, is. People seem, in my opinion, much more open to collaboration, to talking to each other, sharing ideas, which I know is kind of like might seem like it's been going on for years with things like academies, but I do think it's changed even more <laughs> so that people have become really open to to working together and sharing sharing ideas, helping other settings. You know, I think it's something that I'm noticing a lot. Do you kind of notice it within your, your kind of... What, area what you do or
1: interesting because it makes perfect sense that, that would happen wouldn't it you know tough times bring people together that's what that's what should happen that's how we tend to react as human beings um i think as a school probably about two years ago we started being a lot more outward facing a lot more going out and talking to other people who are in similar positions to us trying to learn from them sharing something if we had something we thought was good practice you know a bit of barter uh, trading perhaps um so we've been out there trying to do that. So I think it's been something perhaps a little bit before um, the pandemic and the, and the closures that we started. Certainly, I think people are willing to jump into conversations. And I think things are coalescing. I think there, there is a sense, I think, within the APPU community that there is there is now a community starting to build. Mm-hmm. And I think because it's starting to build, I think you're getting more um, networks being established. And that's sort yeah, of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's great to see this. There's some amazing people creating those networks, I think, which is which is brilliant. If you um, if you were kind of giving people someone who might be listening to this, obviously you made the switch from mainstream to to proved, what what would you, what advice would you give someone if they're kind of thinking about, you know what, I really wanna, I really wanna visit, I wanna go to see what it's about, they're interested in it. What what advice would you give someone?
1: well the first thing to do is actually go and see it um you have to do that because you have to go and see a place and an hour isn't going to cut it um when we appoint members of staff we like to have them in for a whole day um so they get to see from the beginning to the end see how we work um because there's obviously modes of modes of working how we operate various situations um we want to expose them to as much as they can possibly see and feel um and we also want to see how they um, operate in certain situations um, because you've got to be, you've got to have the heart for the job, David. You can't do this job as a job. You can't do this job lightly because this is this is the job in which you have the opportunity. And this is true for teaching across the board, but I think more so in this sector, you have a job to an opportunity to actually transform someone's life. They're, they're in a difficult situation. And if you get it right, and move them from that difficult situation into a better situation, then they can take that forward. Then actually the difference you've made is enormous. So you've got to find out, you've, you've got to check with yourself as to whether that is who you are. Is that part of who you are? Because if it is, then you've got a good chance of being successful in APM crew. Um, and if you can ally that, big-heartedness with resilience that you can take sometimes unpleasantness and difficult situations reflect learn come back do it again um and keep moving forward and they're the they they're the two things that make successful if someone's interested in doing it and they have to come and see they have to come and see because if if you're the right person if you have the heart and you have the resilience for it and you come in and you make a difference to someone then then you know you're in the right place and you fly and you'll get the goosebumps. And, you know, these tools are emotional places to work um, because when you make a difference to somebody, it's a big, big difference. Um, and if that's if that's what you want to do, then you have to come and experience it. You have to come and give it a go. Um, and I think most people in the, in the sector will be really welcome with people to come in and see. look, we do great work. You want to come and do great work with us. I think that's gotta be the attitude. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I'm a massive,
0: I'm a massive, massive advocate for, for for days in schools. Whenever we're trying to place people into an AP or pre or, or special, I would much, much rather someone go in for a day than spend half an hour and not really see it because, you know, you can. I, I remember visiting a, a special school of ours the first time we went. I, I visited it. it was the most calming place. It was it was amazing. I remember leaving and saying to the head teacher, I think I'm. I had, I, I'd built it up to be a kind of quite a loud and noisy environment with lots of stuff, and it was so calm. And she laughed, and she said, David, today's a good day. This is a, this is a good day. Blah, blah. So anyway, I was there for about an hour, and then I went back the following term, and I remember walking down the corridor of this school. All of a sudden, the alarm went off. She quickly turned around, ushered me back into this waiting room. And then she came in, and she said... And she'd remembered what I said on my first visit and she was like, This is this is exactly why people should come and spend a day, because it can be this in the morning and this in the afternoon. And 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 that is that that that's just the, the nature of, of school of those type of schools at times. And yes, yeah, so I'm I'm a massive, massive kind of advocate for, for, for that as well. Cool. So Jeremy, some we've we've spoken a bit about a brief bit about how you changed from mainstream into um proven ap we've spoken a bit about the changes that you've kind of noticed through your pupils over the last 12 months or so spoken a bit more about advice you'd give to someone coming into the sector something i want to kind of go into which maybe we should have gone into it at the beginning was what was the initial what was the initial drive or the motivation for you personally to explore pru or ap as an option was there anything that had always been in your mind that you want to work with a particular type of pupil or was it what what made you what made you take that because i'm always interested to hear about people's people's why people's motivation to to why they do what they do
1: i think you have to you have to look for meaning. i think that's what i was looking for um you have to find something that's going to be meaningful to you um and that you can feel satisfied that actually what you're doing has value. Um, And I think teaching initially gave me that, and you said the phrase earlier on, make a difference. If you don't come into teaching with that in your head, then I don't know what you're doing in teaching really. Um, That was the initial, that's the initial spur, Need to make a difference. And different people have different reasons for why they feel they need to make a difference. Um, That's why I came into teaching. There was an, and then I felt coming into the sector I could make more of a difference. You know, if I was making a little difference to a number of people in mainstream and some of that difference affected some of the the children that found it harder to be successful in mainstream, come out of that and work with all of those children together and that would be a brilliant idea. And that was obviously a horrible mistake I made for the first (laughs) three or four weeks when I thought, you've got this completely wrong. (laughs) Um, I really, really did think, oh, this is a nightmare. I might have to go crawling back. Um, but but got through it, and I think that's where that's where that where it has to have meaning and give you a rock to stand on when you're being pushed really really hard, and you have to think, oh God, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? Because it can be really really tough at times. Um, but the reason is because you have to, you have to make a difference. Children in front. of because if you don't do it who's going to do it okay, and it has to be done so therefore you know that's the work um and that's what keeps me going that's what i look for in every member of staff who comes to work here um do you really really care does it absolutely matter to you that when you go home at the end of a day or a week or a term you have made a difference to a young person's life that could make a permanent change you know, and if that, if that doesn't move you, you're in the wrong place. If it does move you, and you've got the skills as well, then you know this this could be more than just a job. Yeah, I, and again, from
0: from people we've I've worked with in the past, you know, they I, I, I'll be completely honest, I have worked with people who have gone in and it, and it hasn't it hasn't been for them. But then the people I have worked with, some people who just get. You know, I, I'm sure it happens in mainstream. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm sure it does, but I speak to so many people that, like you say, it becomes much more than a job. It becomes that that passion to make a positive change on a young person's life. Just absolutely outdoes anything that 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 I think they 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 thought it could do. I think they they get they get blown away with what what a difference they can make to a young person's life by the traumatic things that might be going on or the complete disengagement of, of not only education, but life at times. And they can really, you know, it's so much more, it's school, yeah, and so many, you know, I think pre-COVID, so many of us as parents and adults saw school as a place that children go to and become educated academically. And so many people forget about all the other stuff that goes on in a school the the emotional development the the personal development the the social development all that sort of stuff that you know all the talk at the minute about um catch up and catch up or being connected I, i sat on a webinar last night and there's some data around what pupils are really missing and you know like our head teacher said at the beginning of covid we will catch up on the education stuff just do your best to make sure that your child comes back to school smiling and they're, they're happy and all that. And, and like, I think it's so important and school, if anything, I hope come, I hope we come through, come through this. And if I'm honest, being completely blunt, everyone has a bit more bloody respect for the education sector as a whole, not just pre, not just special, <coughs> not just primary, not secondary. And I, it's like ideal, ideal world stuff. And I speak to, people sometimes and they laugh and they're like oh David it just it just won't happen like that but why not it 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 should happen like that anyone who anyone who's got a child or someone they know a young person who hasn't been in school and has you know just needs to wake up if they don't give the sector the, the the respect that it deserves from every single person from a a caretaker to a head head teacher that keeps keeps school going and you know like sometimes i feel like i'm trying to bang a drum that people don't listen to but i, I think it's important and I, I do hope i do hope we come through this and the whole sector gets the respect it deserves because it's it's been lacking for a long time hasn't it
1: i mean those things are, those things are always nice aren't they i think that the sector is very resilient and whether it comes or doesn't come won't stop us doing the work we're doing because i think there are there are things that happen that keep you going we had a parental consultation day well, it was a fortnight because we can't do a day anymore. We have to spread it out and do it virtually. So we well, have one of those, and one of our members of staff was speaking with the family and, and, and the and the pupil she was working with. This is a pupil who has diagnosed condition, quite significant, um, and has found mainstream really, really difficult um and is, is doing well. It's doing well now. And he parents spoke to us uh, to the member of staff, and they, they they thanked the member of staff for saving their son. And then their son said, um, it's education, but it's refreshing, which I'm going to use as a tagline now for the school. Um, And then he went on to read a story he'd written in English um, to his mum and dad, who then both cried because they were just blown away by it. And that, I don't care whether people give us (laughs) the respect we earn or we deserve or whatever, it doesn't matter because if that happens, then that's worth more. More than any of that stuff at all because there's a difference to a young man and possibly his family as well that's been made you know he must feel fantastic his parents clearly are enormously proud of him um well there we go that's it i i don't i honestly i don't care about the rest of it that's that's the fundamental stuff and if we can do that if we can do that for every child that came to us then that's got to be our target i think so that's that's the power for us so i'm, I'm less concerned about um, wider recognition of the sector. It would be lovely if people appreciated. I think for the staff, you know, the people I see working here, work their guts out, you know, and they give of themselves to the people in their care. And yeah, I mean, you you can't praise them enough. Can't pay them enough either, sadly, but (laughs) yeah. yeah, Work is immense and I'm constantly amazed and moved by the work I see boys and girls here doing. Yeah. uh,
0: yeah. Well, I think by, by the, you know, by the, by the sounds, the, the kind of questions I asked about um, earlier about why, why you got into AP and in PRU. you've answered it 10 times over and the kind of make it makes say simple. It's not simple, but making a difference. And you, you've, you've, you've said it time and time again. And I can tell by, you know, when you, when you talk about that, I know we're only doing audio, podcast at the minute but you can tell when you start talking about that your the kind of passion's there because you you change and you you, you, you am you, i you,
1: shouting again no no <laughs> not, it's,
0: it's great to see you know you can really tell that that's that's what motivates you which is which is great and i can only imagine then that passes down to the rest of the school because ultimately you're 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 you're, you're the leader aren't you you're you're there to kind of yeah, you're, you're you're there to lead, and if, if that's I can see that passion on a half an hour, forty five minute Zoom call, then you know staff must see it, and then the pupils see it, and you know the, the difference is is massive. So like, I think
1: I, I mean I'm, I'm only part of a leadership team, and I think staff uh, we're a passionate school. You know, we 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 make sure that the pupils who come here know we love it, we do. We're not, we're not saying it or pretending it. That is bottom line. We have there's a there's a phrase um work is love made visible Um, you know so work really hard yeah love people really hard be resilient for them help them even when they don't get it right don't help them again and support them all the way through that's how you get results and that is fundamental to everyone in the school i think everyone does this job because they love the work that they're doing for the people they're doing it for i think that's that's the way you that's the way we work i don't know if this way everyone works but that's the way we work and we've It's been successful over the last few years it it works for us so we're gonna we're gonna keep doing that we'll add new things to the pot, and that's that's the drive you know and when you have a story like that about that young man um that's the fuel you know that's the fuel now we'll burn that we we share that with everybody everybody knows that and you know i always get emotional about these things because i'm a bit soft um but that is that is the fund that's the fundament of everything we do so share that widely so everyone knows about it and it gives everyone that you know what for the next week i can run on adrenaline as of that story and that's where the power comes from.
0: brilliant I, th- I think it's um it always it always am- amazes me the the work the work that goes into the work that goes into all of schools but the work that goes into working with some of the most challenging young people most challenging kind of families that whatever it might be and the the resilience of, of staff of, pu- of pupils of, of everything to to make it to make it work I think the you know the the journey of some of the pupils and staff that go on in, in a in a pru is is a journey and a, a journey that takes time takes resilience takes patience and takes love like you've just you've just said you know and I think all those things together there can be some Amazing, amazing things achieved in in any setting, but in in AP and pro. And I generally, I think, if anyone's anyone's listening to this podcast and you know got got an interest of of AP and pro, then I I would really recommend doing what you can to visit a school. And I'm sure if you, you're local to Jeremy, get in touch with Jeremy, have a have a chat with him. Really, you know, it 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 it, it is and can be the most rewarding 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 job going because you're making such a difference to someone's life not just their education so jeremy it's been been a pleasure talking to you i could keep keep talking all day and sometimes i have to remind myself that you know we have to keep these podcasts to a certain length but thank you for coming on thank you for giving us a bit of your time um just want to kind of you know congratulate you and all your staff for everything you do at the school along with your pupils families parents carers everyone else is involved you know you you're doing a great great job and what you've what you've created and keep creating is is fantastic so i congratulate you and, and thank you for coming on
1: thanks david hope to see you in the
0: flesh one day absolutely cheers jeremy take care bye-bye